If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Tailgate Till May, part of the Believe Podcast Network. If you love college sports and you like to have a little action on the games, then this is the place for you because I'm your host, Stephen Gorgie, and I love both of those things too. I'm excited to welcome you back for another episode because we have a big weekend ahead in both college football and college basketball. We have bowl season finally getting started here. Seven games will be played on Saturday from 11 a.m. Eastern time is the first kickoff. So I think 9 or 9.15 is the last kick that Independence Bowl between Texas Tech and Cal on Saturday evening. It should be a fun day. Uh, there's a lot of G5 teams in action, uh, but there's seven seven football games, which is always fun. Always a great thing when you have seven Division One football games going on. Nice little kickoff to bowl season here. But what I'm even more excited about for this weekend is the slate of basketball games because this is the kind of weekend that college basketball needs. Tonight, on Friday night, UConn plays Gonzaga in Seattle, a top 10 battle between really two of the best programs in the country over the last 20 years. I mean, pretty easily. I talked at length at the end of last season about how by any measure UConn is now a blue blood. I truly believe that. I'll have that conversation with anybody. UConn is much more of a blue blood at this point than Indiana is. If you're under the age of 35, under the age of 40, you have seen far more success from the UConn Huskies than you have from the Indiana Hoosiers. UConn is far more relevant to the modern-day college basketball fan than Indiana is, at least on the national uh, stage. Now, no shade, well, maybe a little bit of shade, to Indiana there, but it's just, it's, it's the truth. Look, I, I, Indiana is a program that's interesting to watch, but they have not been a national contender for most of my lifetime. And UConn almost annually 
is a national title contender. So two uh, really good programs there going at it tonight in Seattle. Excited for that one. And then on Saturday, we have top 25 teams in action galore. We have power conference teams going up against one another. A battle of blue bloods, Kansas and Indiana. Kansas, a much more relevant blue blood at this point than Indiana is. Again, no shade Indiana. It's just that Kansas almost annually is a national title contender. They have the history and they have the recent success. Indiana still looking for some of that recent success. But those two teams will go head to head in Assembly Hall, a place I very much want to go. And maybe I'm not welcome now after I just threw all that shit at Indiana, but a place I'd still very much like to go. We have Baylor and Michigan State. You know, if you if you ask me before the season, which of these teams would be number six in the country and which of these teams would be unranked going into this matchup, I would have guessed that it was the reverse I would have guessed Michigan State was nine and0 and number six in the country and maybe Baylor had gotten off to a slower start but that's not the case Baylor nine and0 six in the country Michigan State four and five desperately needs a win to right the ship here they play at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. Uh, you got Texas A&M in Houston playing at the Toyota Center in Houston. Talk more about that game later because I have a bet on that one. You have the surprise Clemson Tigers 9-0 and on the year going to Memphis. They're going to play Memphis at the FedEx Forum. That should be a fun one. And then you have two monster matchups in the late afternoon. A top five battle, number one, Arizona, number three, Purdue. They play in Indianapolis and Guys, that game's on Peacock. So, look, if you're a college sports fan, if you're listening to this podcast, go and make sure you have Peacock because you're not going to want to miss this one. And on CBS, an hour later at 5.30, that Arizona-Purdue game's 4.30. This is a battle of the bluest of blue bloods. North Carolina and Kentucky, they play in Atlanta. We got a huge weekend of college hoops ahead. The only thing that I think would make this weekend better from a college basketball perspective is if more of these games were actually on campus. I as going through that schedule right there, we got Kansas, Indiana. That's actually on campus at Assembly Hall. Good for you guys. That's that's great. Love to see it. Baylor, Michigan State is not. Texas A&M, Houston is not. Uh, Arizona, Purdue is not. North Carolina, Kentucky is not. A couple games I didn't mention here, or at least uh, yeah, one a uh, couple games I didn't mention here. Alabama goes and plays Creighton. That is uh, at Creighton's home arena. So like that one. And then to end the day, we have a nightcap NC state against Tennessee in San Antonio. Again, I would just like these games to be on campus. I think it's a special part of college sports. I think it, it it's, there's no debating that the level of play, the level of basketball when you watch an NBA game is better than the level of play when you watch a college game. So all of this stuff around the games matters. And I, I don't love the idea of putting these in neutral sites. I think that that, home atmosphere that home environment really does add to the game and is part of what we love about college sports and we need to embrace it not look for ways to ship these games games out to pro arenas to neutral sites there are certain instances where it makes sense but that is my one qualm with this big slate on saturday is there are too many games 
off campus. Too many games at neutral sites. But outside of that, I'm excited for this weekend. It's a big weekend. It's exactly the kind of weekend that college basketball needs during this time of the year as it's trying to enter the national consciousness of the the American sports fan. Like This is a country that is... NFL driven, football driven, NF, the NFL and college football rule everything. And college basketball has to find it a way to work itself into the national consciousness consciousness. The NBA, I thought did a really good job with the NBA in season tournament. I thought that was something that interested people. I thought that was something that got more uh, attention than I necessarily thought it might. And, you know, I'd be interested to see what college basketball can do to kind of continue to fight this battle. Now, I, as I'll always say on this show, as I've said a million times on this show, the only way to solve some of these issues in college sports, whether it's college basketball dwindling attention to college basketball, college basketball kind of losing its place in the sports landscape, the the where it was once a very big deal and a big part of the sports conversation, even outside of March, it feels like it's lost a little bit of, of that, whether it's that or whether it's uh, more regulatory things around the management of the sports and NIL or conference realignment or whatever. The only way a lot of this stuff is going to get fixed is with somebody actually being in charge with some centralized organization actually being in charge. It should of course be the NCAA, uh, but that's not really the case at the moment for a myriad of reasons, but either way, this is going to be a big weekend of college basketball. This is exactly the kind of weekends that the sport of college basketball needs to have in the month of December as football winds down and as basketball heats up, you got to give people a reason to watch and you'll give people a lot more of a reason to watch when you have matchups like Kansas, Indiana, Kentucky, North Carolina, Arizona, Purdue, than you will if you're just continuing to play cupcake, cupcake uh, out of conference games like the ones that I've been going to in College Park, Maryland the past couple weeks. It's, look, I've, let's see, let me bring up the schedule here because I can't even remember offhand exactly who they played. Uh, I went to the Ryder game a couple weeks ago. Maryland wins 103-76, but it was one of the worst attended games I've ever seen. It was the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and I don't know what the official attendance was. Uh, I can't even begin to guess, but I know this much. I know Maryland gives out about 4,000 student tickets. The students completely surround the court on uh, each side and then on, yeah, on each side of the court and then have a huge wall behind one basket. Uh, 4,000 student tickets there. And there could not have been more than a thousand 
students there. And that's probably being generous. Generous. That's probably being generous to even say there were a thousand students there. It was probably more like 500, 750, something along those lines. It was really, really bad. And uh, Maryland's played a, a few good non conference games this year. They've started conference play early as well as the Big Ten now does two games in December. Uh, They went up to Villanova, but they haven't had any big non-conference matchups. And I understand why people wouldn't want to go, especially when you have a team that has not gotten off to a very good start, play teams like Ryder and South Alabama and UMBC. And of course, UMBC had their famous upset as a 16 seed over number one seed Virginia, but they're not very good right now. They're ranked number 328 in Ken Palm. And I understand why if you are paying if you are paying for season tickets, you'd be frustrated by that. If you're if you don't have season tickets but are thinking about going to a game, why you wouldn't want to spend your money on that. So uh, I'm I'm very pleased with this slate of college basketball this weekend and excited to sit down and watch a ton of it and and continue this transition into getting my brain into basketball mode. I said it last week. I feel like uh, I'm starting to get there now. This weekend will help that even more, and I think it'll help the um, general average American sports fan uh, get a little bit more in to this college basketball season because I do think there's a lot to offer this college basketball season. I find Purdue endlessly fascinating. I I find Zach Eady fascinating. I think he is a player you just have to sit back and marvel at and enjoy because he's going to be end up being one of the best college basketball players we've ever seen. Every single night, this guy just goes out and puts up 20 points 10 to 15 rebounds every night, no matter who they are playing. And I love the way that Matt Painter has approached this season from a scheduling perspective, where you look at their schedule and they're, I don't know what, 10 games into the season. Now let's see, Purdue's nine and one. They're 10 games into the season. They have played Xavier, Gonzaga, Tennessee, Marquette, They've played Northwestern and Iowa in conference. Then they played Alabama and they will play Arizona on Saturday. That is how you get your team ready. If you think that you can compete for a national championship, that is exactly how you go about doing it. Because if you're going to lose a game, if you lose a game, who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All that matters in this sport is getting your team ready to play for three weeks in March. And I'm a firm believer that if you think you have a national championship caliber team, scheduling this way, putting them putting them in tricky situations that they have to play through, where they have to figure things out against very high-quality opponents is going to help you a lot more than just beating the UMBCs of the world and uh, the South Alabamas of the world and the rioters of the world, the Gardner webs of the world by a million. I I don't think that's going to help you. And look, even Purdue is going to play a few of those games, but not many. They've played Samford, Moorhead state, Texas Southern, and they'll play Jacksonville and Eastern Kentucky. So they'll play about five of them. Five of them in total. It's not bad. It's really not bad, especially when you you compare it to the other games they are playing. I think that's the the biggest thing 
for me when it comes to Purdue is, is Matt Painter is putting them in challenging situations that are going to help them in March. It, if you take a couple losses in November, it doesn't matter. Yeah, could it possibly knock you down a seed from a one seed to a two seed, from a two seed to a three seed? Maybe, but if it's against really good teams, probably not, because odds are you're going to pick up some big wins when you're scheduling like this too. Uh, Good losses against good teams don't really hurt you, but even if it does, even if it knocks you down from a one to a two, I think it's well worth it if it helps you become a better team over the course of the season, and I'm a firm believer that it does help you become a better team over the course of the season. I also think it's really important for these Big Ten teams because we we know about the struggles of the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament over the past however many years. They haven't had a national champion since Michigan State in 2000. Uh, technically, Maryland is now a member of the Big Ten. Well, Maryland is a member of the Big Ten now. They won a national championship in 2002 after Michigan State, but they weren't a Big Twelve or Big Ten rather member when they won that championship. So I think it's fair to say uh, the last Big Ten team to, to the last team to win a national championship from the Big Ten is Michigan State over 20 years ago. So I think it's important. We know about the struggles of the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament. And I think it's important when you are a team in the Big Ten that feels like you have a shot to win a national title, you go out and play teams that maybe play a little bit of a different style than you're going to see over the next two months, night in and night out in the Big Ten. The Big Ten has a very specific style of play for the most part. You're going to see a lot of really good big men. The pace is going to be very slow. You're going to have some good defensive teams. And, you know, inside play is going to be what wins the day. Physicality is very important. You're going to see fewer teams with really quick athletic guards and wings than you might in the SEC or the Big 12 or the ACC. So I think it's really important for a team like Purdue to go and play some teams like that out of conference. Now I'm not saying those teams don't exist at all in the big 10. They do, but it's, it's not quite the same as what you're going to see in a conference like the big 12. So I really like this scheduling for Matt Painter and Purdue. And I continue to really like this team and I'm excited to see them play Arizona on Saturday. So all in all a big weekend in college basketball that I'm really excited for. Now let's get to some picks here. I My first pick, let's just start right there with that Purdue-Arizona game. I like Purdue here. I like Purdue on the money line. You can get Purdue at minus 114 money line, and I'm betting Purdue here. Purdue in these situations has consistently shown up over the past two seasons. Last year, they beat Marquette, West Virginia, Gonzaga, Duke. That's four games in a row that they won. Uh, that was at the Nike tournament out in Portland. They won those four games in a row to win that tournament. They all out of conference. They show up big time out of conference this year as well. 
in Maui. They go and win Maui. They beat Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Marquette. Uh, they play really well out of conference. This is going to be a, a semi-home game being in Indianapolis for Purdue. Really good big man matchup here between Zach Eady and uh, Omar Balo from Arizona. Zach Eady to me, though, he is the best player in the country, and it's almost impossible for me to bet against him in a game like this where it's it's more or less a toss-up. Give me Zach Eady. Give me Purdue. They show up big time in these big games. He has been on an absolute tear recently. Even, even with their loss to Northwestern, he went to the free throw line 20 times in that game. He scored 35 points in that game. He was 15 of 20 from the free throw line. He's getting to the free throw line like roughly 10 times a game. He'll throw in some monster uh, free throw performances in there. Like that Northwestern game, he had 20 against Tennessee. He had 17. He is basically unstoppable. He's the best player on the court anytime he takes the court. I think we're going to have some conversations this year about where he ranks as far as all-time college basketball players. I think it's very, very high. And I'm, I I, I love this Purdue team. I, I w- was high on them all offseason despite the loss in the first round of the tournament l- last year. I think they've looked very good so far this season. I know they took a loss in Northwestern. It's not one that you want to take, but I still really like this team. Uh, this is the kind of game that I, I absolutely think they win and why you have Zach Eady. So give me Purdue minus 114 on the money line. The next game that I'm going to bet is Texas A&M plus nine against Houston. So this game is at the Toyota Center in Houston, and this is not Houston's home arena. This is where the Rockets play, and uh, there are a lot of A&M fans around Houston in that part of Texas. So I think this will be a fairly split crowd. Uh, so you you have to factor that in. And then I think this game, as good as Houston is, this game I think is going to be a slow, low-scoring affair, which makes me want to take the points. And as good as Houston is right now, they're number one in Ken Palm. They're 10-0. I don't think they faced a team that's quite the caliber of Texas A&M yet. The best team they've played is probably either Utah or Xavier. They got wins in both of those games. They beat Utah by 10. Uh, They beat Xavier by 6. On Ken Palm right now, Houston is a 9-point favorite. But I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and I like taking the points in a low-scoring game. The thing I also like about this matchup for Texas A&M is that Houston is great at defending the three-point line. Well, Texas A&M doesn't necessarily win by shooting the three. They weren't a great three-point shooting team last year. They're not a great three-point shooting team this year either. Uh, They rely on their point guard, Wade Taylor, a ton to get to the basket. They also are a very good offensive rebounding team, which is something that is going to challenge Houston because Houston is known for being so good on the glass. But when you, it's not something they face every day, a team that is also so competent in that area. So I think this game is going to be a real challenge for Houston. Uh, I think it ends up being a close game. I think it's a low scoring game, a slow game. I like the matchup 
from a Texas A&M perspective because they don't rely on the three a ton. They do get to the basket and they are good at offensive rebounding just like Houston is. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not a situation where it's like this team shoots a ton of threes. They shoot it really well. Houston can take that away. It's not like that. The other thing with Houston that I've talked about a ton is that as good as they are, they do have these tendencies to go go cold at times. We saw it a couple years ago in the Elite Eight against Villanova. I come back to that game all the time where they just could not make a shot from the outside. They went one of 20 from three in that game. They are a very good team. I think they're a Final Four contender. Over the last five years, I mean, they have been one of the top five teams in the country. Them and Gonzaga, uh, probably the two most consistent programs in the country over the past five years. But they do have this tendency to go cold. And I think Texas A&M is good enough that if Houston does go a little bit cold, they could potentially win this game. I don't need them to win this game. I just need them to stay within nine. So for all of those reasons, I am taking Texas A&M plus nine. My last game that I'm playing on the college basketball slate is Alabama at Creighton. So Creighton is coming off this upset loss against UNLV earlier this week. And in that game, Creighton did not shoot very well at all. Creighton from the outside shot 28% in that game. But according to shot quality, according to their shot quality, they were expected to shoot 40% from three in that game. So a little bit of bad luck there. Uh, Shot quality, really good follow on Twitter, at shot underscore quality. Basically helps you understand what a team should have shot, should have scored based on the quality of their shots, right? We all know there's some component of luck. Sometimes shots fall, sometimes they don't. But what you can control as a team is the quality of the shots that you're getting. It's not perfect, but I do think it's something interesting to look at. I like a rebound here for Creighton, but what I'm not, I'm not going to bet Creighton. What I'm actually going to bet is the over in this game. The total in this game is 162 and a half. I am going over in this game. If you look at barttorvik.com and you take any of his preseason numbers out of it, you just look at how these two teams have have performed since the season has started. The modified projection in this game is Creighton 87, Alabama 85, which is a total of 172 points. Alabama, not known for playing a ton of defense. Uh, They've played some some really high-scoring games already this year. They get up and down the court. They have been very good offensively. They're the most efficient offense in the country this season. They They played a game against Purdue just last Saturday. A 92-86 game against Purdue. They played a 99-91 game against Oregon. A 92-81 game against Ohio State. So they have put up some big numbers. They have given up some big numbers this year. I like Creighton to shoot better in this game against Alabama. And I will take the over in this one. 
over 162 and a half. And then to wrap things up, I'm going to play one bowl game this week. It's going to be that nightcap, the Independence Bowl. And I'm going to take Texas Tech in this one. Texas Tech minus three and a half is the best number I can find right now. A couple weeks ago, it was actually minus two and a half. Uh, Even earlier this week, it was minus three. But nevertheless, I'm going to stick with Texas Tech minus three and a half. They have been a team that has been beat up all season long. Their quarterback, Baron Morton, was beat up. Uh, He is a guy that got healthier to end the regular season. He should be almost fully healthy now. I think that makes a huge difference for them. And then they got a huge boon earlier this week when their running back, Taj Brooks, announced that not only would he play in the bowl game, but he would be coming back to Texas Tech for another year, something that uh, I don't think was really expected from most people. And Taj Brooks had a huge year for Texas Tech. He rushed for over 1,400 yards, 5.4 yards per carry. So this is a team that has actually a lot to play for as they look forward to next year. Baron Morton, their quarterback, is going to be coming back. Taj Brooks, their running back, is going to be coming back. They have a really strong recruiting class that they're bringing in, and this was not exactly the season that Texas Tech envisioned. They started off the season with two losses to Wyoming and Oregon. They actually had Oregon on the ropes in that game, but there was a lot more expected from this Texas Tech team. They were a fairly unlikely lucky team uh, this season. They did get absolutely just blasted by Texas to end the year, but I think as we're seeing now, that Texas team is just really, really good. I think they are one of the top four teams in the country, and they're a team that I think can win the national championship. So I really like Texas Tech in this game. Give me Texas Tech a minus three and a half against Cal in the Independence Bowl. That's our show for today. Until next time, keep the grill hot and the cooler cold. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com/offer/seriousxm. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.